Welcome back to the show. I'm Katie Richardson. This is What's Working Now. We have another really special guest today. He's handsome. He's smart. He's super strong. He's 15 and he is my son, Sterling Richardson. Sterling, welcome to the show. Hi. So if you have heard of the origin story of me and business and Pudge, Sterling was one year old when we launched that company. So you don't know life without mom and dad building a business. Yeah. Yeah. So Sterling, tell everybody what you like to do living in Puerto Rico. Well, I like to surf. I've been surfing recently a lot with Truman and Walker. I usually go to the gym every day and sometimes pickleball. And I like to go to the beach club after the gym. Okay. So let's talk about some of those things. When you were younger, you didn't work out and something happened in your life where you decided to be really careful about what you were eating and took interest in your fitness. Tell us how you discovered that that was something that was interesting to you. Well, I first wanted to lose weight, but. I also wanted to get muscle, so I realized I could go to the gym and work out, and that really helped me. What grade were you in when you realized that? I think sixth grade. Yeah, sixth or seventh grade. And we had some weights in the garage. I think that's where you started because you were you were too young to even go to the gym. But you saw your older brothers, and you were like, I think I want to do that. And the other thing that I noticed is you did get really – disciplined with your diet. And so at school, when kids had cupcakes or there were snacks around, you passed them up. How do you do that? Like you have really strong willpower. What's your trick? Well, when I was younger before that, in like second grade, we did a sugar challenge and that really helped my discipline. And I was able to overcome that. Okay. So let's, I want you to tell that story. When Sterling was in the second grade, he got a, I don't know, it's like a skin virus. If you have kids, you've probably heard of it. It's called molluscum and they're like little bumps. And Sterling had them and they weren't going away. So we decided to do an experiment. Tell everybody what happened. Well, we are, I couldn't have sugar for a month, but um, I think. We did two things. We cut out sugar for 30 days. We were doing this as experiment. Cutting out sugar was one of them, which meant you had to say no to cupcakes and cookies at school. And what was the other piece of it? And uh, green juice, right? Yes. Yeah, that that was the hard part, was drinking the green juice. Okay, and I have to tell this story. I don't know if you remember this. Because I juiced greens, and I, I said, you were in second grade. I said, Sterling, you need to take this. It's like medicine. And you wouldn't take it. And I like really tried to get you to take it, tried to like just down it really quick and you refused. You just kept smelling it and shaking your head and saying no. And then something happened. Do you remember what happened? No. Okay. I totally remember this. Um, Dad came over and he said, hey, Sterling, I want to be healthier and I'm wondering if you could help me. And you said, sure, Dad, what do you need? (laughs) And he said... I want to do a green juice challenge and drink one cup of green juice every day. Will you join me? 
And you were like, yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> and so I had tried the medicine route and that was totally uninteresting to you. And then you just downed it and didn't even do anything. Like you just downed it. Do you remember this? Uh, kind of. Yeah. yeah. And so every day for 30 days after that, you would drink this cup of fresh greens that I would juice every day and you never complained about it. And so what you referenced earlier is that taught you that you could pass up sugar or junky food and you were going to be okay. So it did, it taught you some discipline and tell everybody, do you remember how soon the bumps on your skin started to go away when you cut out the sugar and you started drinking green juice? Was it a week? Yeah. It was like within a couple days we could see evidence that they were starting to recede. And within a week, most of them were gone. It was wild. It was wild. And you'd, you'd had these bumps for like 10 months and they weren't going away. So is there anything else that that, experience taught you um being healthy is very good i like that okay so today a big part of your life is you do plan a lot of your day around going to the gym when's your favorite time to go to the gym uh usually 2 30 like 3 that's that's when the least amount of people are there okay okay i was wondering why it was in the middle of the day but that is always your preference <laughs> because we have a, we live in Palmas del Mar and we have a very, um, how would you describe the gym? A uh, small gym. <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of times you end up having to wait for the weights or the machines that you want. So if you go at two or two thirty, you don't have to wait as much. Yeah. So there's always one guy, right. Who just like camps out. On, on the machines that you want? Uh, I've, I've been avoiding them, so that's why I went later. Okay. okay. And how, I mean, you're only 15, so you don't have a driver's license, although you'll be getting that this year. How do you usually get to the gym? Uh, golf cart. Yeah. So cool. And then outside of the gym, there's tennis courts and pickleball courts. How often would you say you play pickleball? Well, I haven't been playing as much recently, but I used to go every every night playing pickleball. Yeah. It's like a fun athletic thing to do and even social, right? Yeah. So there's not quite as many friends here as you had in Washington. Um, what is that like when you're 15? And you can be honest here. Well, it's very different. Uh um, it's just harder to find a gym bro. <laughs> the one that I usually work out with is gone right now. So just me and usually my brothers. Yeah, I I usually hang out with my brothers surfing and stuff. Yeah, that's true. So I would say of all of the kids who we have, you're the one who misses the mainland the most. Because you are a freshman but you're not in high school. Yeah. And so you homeschool again. It might be, I don't know, uncomfortable to say in front of me, but you've told me before, like if, if you could go to public school, would you like that? Yeah. Yes. You, he misses school. He does. And he misses his friends. Right. Yeah. And 
there are some pretty cool things about Puerto Rico and even homeschooling. Like what are some of the things that you like about homeschooling? Well, it's very flexible. I am able to just do everything. And um, I like to like surf. Sometimes the surf is good midday and I would not be able to do that in normal school. Lots of flexibility. Yeah. And so one of the things that you're doing right now is you're reading a classic book. What are you reading right now? Meet the Robinsons. But, I think that's a movie. Uh, <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. That is a great movie, by the way. Something very awesome. Swiss Family Robinson. Okay. Yeah. Similar. Okay. And so... What are some of the things that you're learning as you're reading this story? Um, a lot about adventure and taking risks. Mm. I like that. I like that. I don't know that I've ever asked you, what do you think you want to be when you grow up? I don't know yet. All, all I know is I want to make a lot of money. Oh, okay. And how'd you, how did you decide that? Um, because I want to, uh, um, I want to have a nice car. <laughs> okay. You must be 15. <laughs> yep. you're, you're tired of only driving a golf cart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So you go to the gym, you go surfing. You're also really good at free diving. Tell us a little bit about Holding your breath. I feel like I can maybe hold my breath for like 10 seconds. What are the tricks you hold? Well, tell us how long you hold your breath and what are some of the tricks that you've done to help you improve that? Quick question for you. What would happen in your business and life if you could show up powerfully? As a coach to high-performing entrepreneurs, I help intelligent people like you do just that. And then if you want to be inspired by people who are getting more done in 90 days than most people do all year, I'm going to invite you to go check out my case studies. The website is now.katierichardson.com forward slash case study. And the cool thing is we've got so many case studies there. You can find an entrepreneur who's just like you. I've also got a link for you down in the show notes. Okay, back to the show. Well, when you like hyperventilate, it, you're not really supposed to do it, but it makes it so you can hold your breath a lot longer. And I usually don't do that when I'm like going down, but if I'm holding my breath, I usually do that so I can, you know, have a longer breath. But when you're down there and you hyperventilate, you can't tell usually as much if you need up to go up for air. And so you might faint down there. Okay. So that's dangerous. Yeah. So we don't do that. Okay, good. But when I just normally go down and free dive, uh, usually once my like, my lungs start to like pound, I usually go up. But that's that's like after like a minute swimming. Which is so long. And you're always with your brothers, right? Right, Sterling. Yeah. <laughs> and it, the interesting thing is, so Sterling's 15, Truman's 17, Walker's 19, and they always come back and they always say how 
they would dive down and look for fish or lobsters and they would come up and say, there's nothing down there. And then you would pop your head up and be like, hey guys, there's an octopus down here. <laughs> What's your secret? Like, how do you see stuff in the crack? I mean, for lobsters, you can see their antennas poking out. Okay. For octopus, I don't know. I just see them breathing kind of. You see them breathing? Because are they the same color as the rocks? No, they change color. But you can like see them moving. Uh, yeah, a little bit. They like sway in the water, kind of. Okay, now I want you to tell the story of a little adventure you had this summer because you and Truman really wanted to go see friends, and so even though you were fourteen and Truman was seventeen, so nobody was a legal adult, we sent you guys to Washington, which. Sure, that's not that big of a deal, but you there's a plane change. And so that can be a little tricky. And there was only one airline that would allow you to travel without an adult on that plane change. And it was JetBlue. So we sent you guys to Washington. You were there for a couple of weeks with your friends. What were some of your favorite things about that trip? Well, it was very nice seeing all my friends again. And the gym, I had a bigger gym. Chipotle? Chipotle, yeah. We don't have Chipotle on the island. And so they were coming home and Truman was texting us on their flight home and he's Truman likes to tease us. And he said, oh no, they're rerouting us to Ohio. You ever been to Ohio, Sterling? No. <laughs> yeah. I have. They rerouted you to Ohio. You had to get off the plane, right? And then, and I'm like, oh no, yikes, okay. And so you guys are in Ohio for a little bit. You get back onto the plane and you finally make it to New York and JFK. And then what happened? Our flight got canceled. Tell us more. Oh. I want want you to tell the story about me. (laughs) Okay. So um, our our flight got canceled and so we were... I think we were waiting for a new flight for a couple hours. No, no, wait. First, first the flight got delayed. I think it got delayed like three or four times. And then it got canceled. So then you had to find a, a new flight. But how how long till, till we had a new flight? It was like three days. Three days, yeah. So what me and Chuan did, the first day we... Um, just slept in the airport. On the floor. On the floor. It was freezing. I I didn't have like any um. I didn't have enough. Yeah, hoodie. It was so cold there. Um, uh, I think I slept for a couple hours. We couldn't even get you guys a hotel because nobody was eighteen. Yeah. And they wouldn't book a hotel. Like they wouldn't even let you check in. Yeah. So me and Truman went to a different part of the airport. Um, it's the TWA lobby in terminal five of JFK and it became your home for a little bit. Yeah. Um, after I woke up, I went to find Truman and I realized I didn't have my phone on me. So I, I, I lost my phone in the airport. So I, like I looked around for a while and we went, um, so the, the place that we stayed at was outside the airport. So whenever we went 
in and out, we had to go uh, check in and go through security. And I brought my Xbox, so I had to, I had to take it out and put it back in. Same my controller. I think I did that like six times. But um, we went there. My phone wasn't there. We checked everywhere, so we went back to that place. I checked on underneath the seat, and it wasn't there. So we went to the front desk, and they had it. So Okay, so it was a little scary as their mom because we kept trying to call them and get a hold of them. And at one point, we couldn't get a hold of them anymore. And so I literally called the cafe that was next to the TWA lobby. And I asked the girl who answered, I described my voice and I said, can you see them sitting out there? And she was like, I know who you're talking about. She she had recognized you, but you weren't there that second. And um, so eventually, so you slept on the floor one night and I started calling everybody that I know, including my friend who is the private art tutor of Glenn Beck, who used to live in New York. He was on the phone. I think his wife was calling around. We were trying to find somebody, somebody in the New York area. So you didn't have to sleep on the airport floor another two nights. And long story short, everybody was on vacation. Nobody, nobody was in New York. None of my friends were there. And then I reached out to an old college friend who lived in Connecticut. And I was like, can they come stay with you? And she said, absolutely. Just have them hop on the train and they need to take this train at Grand Central Station. I was like, oh my word, I'm not taking my chances with that. So you guys hopped into an Uber and drove out to Connecticut and stayed with my friend, Jen Woodbury, for two days. I Instacarted fresh underwear to you from Walmart. (laughs) You got to eat more Chipotle. And what else did you guys do? Um, we played lots of Nintendo. Nice. Yes. And they had a cute little dog too. Yeah. So thank you to my friends in Connecticut, Jen and Matt Woodbury. They saved your butts. Yeah. <laughs> they did. Okay. Um, what else do you think people should know about life in Puerto Rico as a teenager, as a 15-year-old homeschooling teenager? Um, well, you should probably know a little bit of Spanish to come here. It would help you greatly. Um, prepare for the roads. What are the roads like? The roads are very uh, bumpy and lots of potholes. And crazy drivers. Oh, yeah. Just drivers. Yeah. Are you, are you ready to learn how to drive in that environment? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where, when we drive, where is it we're usually going? Um, well, me and Troy usually go to Dorado, San Juan. Yeah, that's right. You guys do go to to Dorado. You have some good friends up there. What is it you guys do when you go to Dorado? Um, usually hang out with my friends and go to the gym. Uh, I go swimming, surfing. And you and Tristan throw something on top of the golf cart and drive it to the beach. You're telling me this. Yeah. Um, so my friend has a dinghy, which is like a small boat. And we throw, we throw it on top of the golf cart with no straps on, just just on top of the golf cart. Uh, last time we took it out, it, it fell off the golf cart right behind a security guard. But uh, he didn't care. So we went to the beach, took it out, and then... 
we it was just me and my friends so we didn't know how to like start the motor really it was it was very hard but we eventually got started and what do you guys do when you're out in the dinghy out in the ocean um we like to snorkel yeah there's some good snorkeling over there and just chill on the dinghy yeah and then there's another thing that when at least when you're with dad driving to the north of the island you guys go to see kindly what do you guys got go do there uh we go e-foiling describe e-foiling because a lot of these people have probably have never heard of it okay so basically there's this motor on the bottom of a uh this short surfboard yeah the short surfboard and then there's like this like rod and then there's like a I don't know what to call it, fin, and it's on the fin, and so if you go fast enough, you can fly over the water pretty much, and it's just the rods, the rod and the board, and you can like fly around kind of. Yeah, and Sterling's really good at it. You're just a natural on there. It's fun to watch you. Yeah. Okay, Sterling, this has been an amazing conversation. If somebody was thinking of homeschooling, what would you say to them? Uh, I, I don't know. I, okay. If somebody was thinking of vacationing in Puerto Rico, what would you say? Um, it's paradise, baby. It is paradise. Do you like it? Yeah, yeah you do. You just wish your friends would come visit more. Yeah. Well, Sterling Richardson, this has been amazing. He's 15, he's handsome, he's strong, and he's super talented. Sterling, thanks for being on the show. For everybody who's listening, this is What's Working Now.